Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Worth More podcast. I am your host, Cami Bleese, and today I will be talking about what we've got wrong with fitness and how to completely change your relationship when it comes to working out and movement. I cannot wait to talk about this, especially as a personal trainer. I think this shift is so important when it comes to living a healthy lifestyle. So let's jump right on in. Hey guys, I am so excited to be talking with y'all today about essentially what I believe we have wrong when it comes to fitness and how we're completely missing the point of movement and how we can reshape and restart that relationship to be something that's really balanced and harmonious and beautiful. And for me, it wasn't always like that when it came to working out. You know, even from a young age, I used trying to be on a team as a way to fit in because that's what everybody expected of me. And the reality was that was not my gift. That was not an area I flourished. And yet I still tried. And I think that that's great to try things that you're not good at and stick with it, even if you're not amazing at it. But ultimately, even from that age, I was told by coaches or felt that way that I was not good at this. And so what was the point? What was the point of going to the gym to try and be better if I didn't get to play in the game anyways? So my relationship with fitness in the negative way kind of started from pretty young. I didn't have the example or the mindset that you just move your body and you work out regularly because you want to take care of it and you honor it. I more or less was shown you do this because you're a part of a team and or you play a sport and that's it. So I didn't really shift out of that mindset until college because obviously I wasn't playing a sport, but I still wanted to take care of myself. And also I became much more ingrained in diet culture and the expectation that to get a boyfriend or to be seen as, you know, a successful college student, I was also very fit and attractive and desirable. So I shifted out of this, okay, I only do this because I'm on a team, to I only do this to be thin. And pretty much that was the narrative that carried me through, you know, trying to get in shape for my wedding, through my early 20s, up until the last couple of years when I've really shifted out of fitness as that purpose. But ultimately, the first time I really saw movement as something other than a way to be thin was when I trained for my first half marathon. This is coming from somebody who most people in my life growing up would have bet against the fact that this would ever happen for me, including me not believing that this was possible. And I'm sure I was also the person who had said more than once, I have no idea why someone would go and voluntarily run 13 miles. That's just dumb to the person who has now run three. So obviously you can change your viewpoint on a lot of things. And I changed mine when it came to half marathons. It had always sort of been this secret bucket list item for me. And it started off as a way for me and my sister to spend time together. And of course, to lose weight for her wedding, because that's just another societal expectation is that everybody looks their thinnest and their best on their wedding day, which is a whole nother podcast for a whole nother day. (laughs) But luckily for me, it really allowed me to see what fitness and movement could be when it wasn't 
always and only about weight loss because the reality was just because I thought I wanted to be thin wasn't going to get me out of bed when it was 30 degrees February, you know, in Texas to run at 4.30 in the morning. It had to be something more. And essentially the driving force was I want to make sure that I can run these 13 miles when my race day comes. And I really started to see my body show strength and stamina and muscle and really became proud of what my body was doing, not just how my body looked. It took more than just that one race. It took running and moving into my third race as well as becoming certified as a personal trainer before I ever, before I fully shifted out of weight loss and physical appearance being my main goal for movement. But that was the catalyst. And even when I became a personal trainer, I'm going to be honest, I think I thought I would find the final secret, you know, the final key that all of us are promised sort of exists to creating your ideal dream body. And I also wanted to help women feel good about themselves. Of course, I am an encourager and have been one from for a very long time. But part of me selfishly also thought maybe I'll finally get the body I've always dreamed of having once I'm a personal trainer. Of course, as diets go and unhealthy mindsets and unhealthy habits go, that didn't happen. But I'm lucky that I shifted out of that and created a life and a career that's so much more than about my physical appearance. And a huge part of that has been shifting my relationship towards movement. Now, I call it movement a lot because I feel like for the longest time, when I thought of working out, I thought it had to be something where your heart rate was really high and you were sweating really like like aggressively. And that's pretty easy for me. I sweat really easily, so maybe it doesn't count. But I didn't see all forms of movement as working out. And the reality is, is that regular movement in your life and an active lifestyle is so much healthier than working out aggressively, randomly, or occasionally. I think that the shift needs to go from, okay, I train an hour a day, however many days a week, to I live a fairly active lifestyle. I walk to places, I take the stairs, I go to a yoga class, I walk my dog. That lifestyle is so much more beneficial. It takes so much less work and so much less pressure in the long run. And overall, it's going to make you feel better. So I like to call it movement because it's more inclusive. It factors in things that some of us might originally not have considered working out, and it still gives them credit, and I think that's really important. You know, as a trainer, of course, when I'm training my clients, it's going to be an intense workout, but I also want to celebrate and encourage them to find movement elsewhere in their day-to-day life in the simplest and smallest ways. Ultimately, what... I feel like the shift has happened is that we have missed the point of fitness. We've missed the point of movement. I mean, pop onto Pinterest and search health or wellness or, you know, weight loss and all it's geared towards is thigh gaps and sick packed abs and getting rid of your muffin top. And how can you change your body and, you know, get rid of all these things that are not making you your best self. And movement is about so much more than that. When you work out, when you sweat, when you get your heart rate elevated even a little bit, 
It improves your mood. It helps you sleep. It lowers your stress. It lowers anxiety. It helps you be social because you're meeting people at classes or you're meeting people out on the trail. It lowers your risk of disease. It makes you stretch and go out of your comfort zone. There are so many beautiful reasons to move, and most of us are only moving for weight loss. And the problem is we get this kind of love-hate relationship with it because if we don't lose the weight, we resent the methods in which we've been killing ourselves over to get there. So we resent that we've had to work out so much. We resent that we've dieted so much. These healthy eating habits, so eating more fruits and vegetables or drinking more water or working out regularly, these are great habits that are tied to a goal that may or may not happen. And if it doesn't happen, you resent those methods. And there's nothing wrong with that lifestyle. It's your goal. It's your aim. It's your focus. It's the result you expect from something like this. I think I've talked to a few people, and one of the methods that I have discussed with a few people that they use to get themselves to work out or to eat better is shame. And I want to address this because I think shame is a horrible and really destructive way to motivate yourself. It might work, but ultimately in the long run, it will not work for you. I talk about Brene Brown probably every single month at least because I think she's so amazing and I can't recommend her books and her TED Talks well enough, but um She really talks a lot about shame, and essentially some of the things that she says about shame is that shame makes us believe we're incapable of change. We are shaming ourselves so much that we'll never be worthy, we'll never be enough, we'll never do it, and sometimes that makes us do it, but that isn't building positive or constructive pathways in our brain and creating a self-esteem that makes us want to do it. You know, When you're shaming yourself, you're damaging the internal roots of where love is capable of growing. You're covering them. You're burying them. And if ultimately you want to have a relationship with your body that is one of love and peace and trust, shame cannot exist there. You know, shame cannot be an active participant. And I think so often we've used shame and we've used fitness as a form of punishment. We've used it as a way to kind of judge ourselves or say, you ate too much or you didn't do enough, so get yourself to the gym. And that is not at all what movement is supposed to be about. The only way that we're really going to be able to start creating a healthy relationship with movement and a healthy relationship towards our bodies is if we separate these habits from weight loss. Because... Those are wonderful habits that should have nothing to do with weight loss because they're just great things to do for your life. A big shift in there is shifting out of shame and practicing a more positive inner dialogue. Of course, you know I talk about that all the time. I think affirmations and positive self-talk are really important because you spend the most time with yourself. And you want that person who you hear in that little voice in your head to be your biggest cheerleader. And not all the time. I get it. They will not always say the nicest thing. But you want to make sure that you have built up a mental resilience to combat those negative thoughts, to combat those negative ideas you have about yourself or your body. So really practice creating an inner dialogue that separates working out from your worthiness, that separates working out from your weight loss journey. I had to, for myself, take a break from working out. 
I had to miss it. I had to realize, wow, I notice how different my body feels. I notice how different my energy feels. This is a really good check for you because if you are starting to like shame yourself and criticize yourself and you're starting to feel anxiety from missing your workout, you might have an unhealthy relationship with your workout. Not, oh, it makes me feel good. You should be able to miss your workout and it not phase your day. It not phase your self-esteem or your worthiness because, okay, you'll just get it in tomorrow. Working out or movement is meant to just be an addition to a wonderful life, not life itself. So taking a break for me made me step back and say, okay, I don't have to do this. So how am I going to motivate myself to do this at all? And how am I going to motivate myself to do this regularly? Well, silly and simple enough, I had to ask myself, what do I actually care to do? So much of my fitness routine prior in my diet days was not about what I liked to do, but what burned the most calories? What made me the sweatiest? What promised me the best butt? That is what I went towards. That is what I focused on. Physical, 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 weight loss, weight loss, weight loss. Now, instead, maybe those things happen, but those are not why I show up. I've actually loved going to yoga classes lately, which I used to think were such a waste of time and I hated them. I have completely shifted my mindset around them because one, they are really challenging. And two, it is so beautiful how they focus on your breath, how they focus on calming your mind, how they focus on what is your body telling you to do today? Because some days I'll go in and I will have amazing balance and I'll be able to really advance on a move. And then the next day, it's completely different. And that's just a physical representation of how our bodies work. They will not always be at 100% or they will not always be able to do the same thing they were able to do yesterday. But if you're out of touch with that, if you're not in tune or in sync, you won't notice and you could really hurt yourself. You could really damage your hormones, your metabolism, your body, your muscles. There are so many things that could go wrong when we stop listening to our body for the sake of weight loss. So aim to just start small. Aim instead of looking at this as the way to lose weight and have the dream body you always wanted, just Start small, start slow, and aim to be active. I have to say this because I need to make sure I say it. Working out ultimately is not the only piece of the puzzle to having a healthy body, and it really doesn't make that much of a difference. Yeah, it's good for you, but if you're obsessing about your workouts because you think this is the key to like your dream body and changing your life, it's not the key. So stop doing it for that reason and find another reason to motivate you because it doesn't make that much of a difference. And when your body is in this constant high cortisol because you're stressed out and you're working out and you're doing all this stuff, it will not let go of any weight. It will not help you feel calm. It will not give you the benefits that it ultimately could if you were coming to it for the right reasons. So I had to just get on my like little mini soapbox, which essentially I feel like a podcast sometimes is a little soapbox. So I appreciate you um, going with it. But I think a lot of us underestimate the power of a simple walk 
or the power of just an active lifestyle, meaning you take the stairs or you park further away at the store. We underestimate the impact that that can make and we overestimate how much a spin class is going to do for ourselves. If you just start trying to live more actively, you will see a difference in your body, in your mood, in all of this. If you start with a goal that seems so small it's silly, like work out one day a week or work out one hour a week or work out 15 minutes a day, something so small, those little wins will add up. You will get in a groove. You will get in a habit and you'll build off of that. And maybe you build to one more day and that's what you maintain. But that will be more sustainable and you will be happier maintaining two days a week or three days a week in an active lifestyle And that will be better for you than a six-week diet where you were restricting and overworking and then to completely doing nothing. The benefit of living a consistently healthy and active lifestyle is so much better because you are getting daily benefits from those things. Your mindset is better. Your mindset is more positive. Do not underestimate the power of your thoughts when you are going into that workout. The power of your thoughts when you are looking at your body, when you are judging your body or thinking about fitness and movement. We have got to shift away from fitness and working out being the punishment or the shame tool or the golden ticket to the life or the body that we ultimately want. It is about so much more than that. And you can be so much more than that right now, today. So I hope that maybe your mindset is shifting around fitness, that maybe you're seeing within yourself, hmm, I don't think I've had the healthiest relationship with that there. This is great. That is great. Because when you can acknowledge it, you can start to change it. You can start to shift out of it. And that is where the magic happens. That is where the change happens. It is possible to stop working out and then to start working out for different reasons. I've done it. It is possible to shift out of constant negative self-talk and diet culture to positive self-talk and intuitive eating. I have done it. These things are possible. You just have to acknowledge that something might not be the promise that it was, and there might be an alternative, an alternative that could actually bring you so much more. So I do challenge you to go get sweaty, to go be active, and to go move your body that you are so lucky to have. And if you end up doing that after this podcast or as you listen to this podcast, please let me know. I would love to check in and cheer you on and hear how it's going. And until next time, I hope you all have an amazing day.